I was really searching for queer community here. And so had this idea to like, just see if I could get queer folks to show up to my backyard and didn't anticipate that it would be as big a thing as it became. Good Wednesday morning and happy Pride Month. I'm Sage Miller and this is The Daily Buzz. Finding a queer community in Utah can be difficult, so two queer Utahns took matters into their own hands. Amanda Madden and Jade Swain decided to open up their home, known as Iowa House, and share a meal with other queer Utahns searching for community. I spoke with Madden and Swain about the creation and the intention of Iowa House. With us today on The Daily Buzz, we have Amanda Madden and Jade Swain, who are the two facilitators of Iowa House, a queer house experiment where they open up their doors and invite other queer Utahns to dinner. Thanks for joining us today, y'all. Thanks for having us. Let's just kick it off by giving me a brief origin story of Iowa House. Yeah, I can do that. So I grew up in Salt Lake and I had lived away for a long time and I had just returned to Salt Lake in 2020 and I was really searching for queer community here. And so had this idea to like just see if I could get queer folks to show up to my backyard and didn't anticipate that it would be um, as big a thing as it became. Um, Put this out on Instagram, potluck dinner in the backyard every Sunday and folks started showing up and it was so sweet and it was so surprising. And we're now almost a year into this and have had new people show up to it, I think almost every single time. So we have like a pretty big, strong community now that started just from this little idea in the backyard. And Jade, I don't know if you want to add anything that was sort of my origin story with it. Mine is so similar having lived in Utah for a big portion of my life. Um, I moved back in 2020 and just was kind of this like more stubborn, like I don't need this. And then connected with Amanda and just had this awareness of, wow, I've been a really stubborn punk and I do need this and realizing it, needing it for myself and then being able to facilitate it has just been incredible and yeah, didn't anticipate it would be all of this, but so overjoyed that it has become that. And as I was reporting on this story, chatting with y'all about Iowa House in general, one thing that was a consistent theme was this idea of intentionality. Do you mind explaining to me what the intention behind Iowa House is? Essentially, there's not a lot of spaces that we have seen that center around queer and trans folks and we noticing that like needing that noticing it and being like well why not create it and so even though it's not exclusively for queer and trans folks it is made for centering queer and trans folks and so that feels like one of the main intentions that it's for that group to feel a sense of home within that group and then however it impacts other people outside of that is beautiful and i would just i would just add that another like strong intention of this project is that we call it an experiment and we do that intentionally like the mm-hmm. idea of this is not to be a static thing and not to be a thing that grows wide but doesn't grow deep the reason we call it as an experiment is because it's really about 
listening to our community that shows up, listening to what folks need, and then adapting to kind of try to meet that in the, in the ways that are possible and accessible for us. Talk to me a little bit about the impact that y'all have seen, not just internally, but externally. Has anything been transformative with y'all uh, by creating what a lot of people in that article said is the very first time they've ever seen anything like this before? Short answer. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, there's like so many beautiful ripple effects of this that I think that like we couldn't predict we are creating something together because I think in some ways there was like a sense of safety and and that we created together that allows for us to like grow and grow and grow and, and like support each other in that growth. And, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about in the article, like Jade, you said this, like we've seen names change, we've seen pronouns change, we've seen people on these journeys. And that's really different than seeing people for one night. We're in it for the long haul with these folks, you know, like we're trying to create depth. We're like trying to like build like sustainable, long-term deep connection that can hold us. Yes. We do have some folks moving away and some people leaving and just mentioning like, they're like, I feel different as a person since being at Iowa house that's really exciting and it feels very connected to the fact that this is experimental and when I hear experimental I feel that's synonymous with alive. If people want to start their own Iowa house in Provo or Phoenix or whatever how would you recommend they start facilitating that? I would say just start. I mean that's the dream of this. That is the dream of this is that like we're planting seeds for for the queer future. I so deeply want this to happen in other places. And we've talked about that, like with friends who are leaving, who've been there from the beginning, you know, where like, you need to start your own Iowa house in Denver, in Alaska, in Seattle, whatever it is. I also think it's like very simple, you know, things don't have to be perfect to start building community with each other. Like open a door. If one person shows up, that's enough. It often only takes one other person to reflect us back to ourselves and make us like feel at home in ourselves. Mic drop. <laughs> yes. Yes. Boop. Mic drop. Yes. So, all of that. If this is the first time people are ever hearing about Iowa house, how can they get involved if they want to join? Yeah, they can go to our Instagram. The Instagram is Iowa house SLC. That is the easiest way. And we have our sign up sheet in the link in our bio and we cap it at 30 just for space sake, clear it every Sunday. So there's always space for new people to come. It's not an exclusive thing. So anybody that wants to come out, know that you will be embraced with open arms and we want to know you and we want to build community with you. I would just also add, if there's any part of this that speaks to you, this is for you and we just welcome you with open arms. Perfect. Thanks y'all so much. I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. Thanks Thanks for having us. Next, debate season is upon us, meaning Utah's primary elections are creeping up on Utahns too. And this year, the primary debate season has been complicated. Politics editor Jeff Parrott explains why. Utah's primary election is later this month on June 28th, but mail-in ballots start going out the 7th. So, in reality, the primary election in Utah starts next week. This week, the Utah Debate Commission had plans to host primary election debates for Utah's four congressional seats and a U.S. Senate debate. But Utah GOP Chairman Carson Jorgensen had other plans and scheduled GOP-led debates for several of the races to include the high-profile Senate race. 
Jorgensen argues that since all the primary candidates are Republicans, the GOP should decide on the moderators and the topics of the debates, not the Independent Debate Commission. So nearly all of the incumbents pulled out. That is with the exception of Congressman Blake Moore, who will debate a pair of challengers, Andrew Badger and Tina Cannon, on Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. The Utah GOP's decision to host their own party debates also left challengers to make a decision whether to attend the debate alone or to follow the party's lead and to pull out altogether. Aaron Ryder, who is challenging Rep. Chris Stewart, decided against debating an empty podium, while Chris Herod, who is running against Congressman John Curtis, will take the lonely debate stage today. This year, Senator Mike Lee is up for re-election and has two GOP challengers, Becky Edwards and Ali Isom. Edwards and Isom have both signed on to the GOP-led debate and will face Mike Lee on stage later this evening. Tune back into the Daily Buzz later this week to hear the rundown of one of the most anticipated debates. Senator Mike Lee debates his opponents, Becky Edwards and Ali Isom. And that's it for today. Today's episode was edited by me, Sage Miller. And as always, a big shout out to Salt Lake City's own The Pelicans for our groovy music. Thanks for joining us and we'll be back tomorrow.